This is the Jets High School Football Hour, fueled by Gatorade. Now here's Mike Quick and Matt Sims. On this very somber day that eerily weather-wise seems like 20 years ago, if you haven't been outside, it is, it's just eerily similar to 20 years ago. The High School Football Show on 98.7 ESPN is presented by All-American Ford in Paramus, Hackensack, Old Bridge, and Point Pleasant. Call or shop online at allamericanford.net. Mike Quick, Matt Sims, September 11th, 2021, 20 years after. You were there, 7th grade. Yes. Your memories of 20 years ago. Uh, Very surreal. Just remember uh, coming out of like my second period of class and someone in the hallway kind of chattering about certain things that were happening at airports. Uh, We were brought to the auditorium very shortly after that where a number of my fellow students were asked to leave the school because we had a, a number of, of people that actually worked into the building. So, uh, you know, just uh, really, you know, an unbelievable day and a day where, you know, I think we all aged very quickly, you know, very fast at a, at a young age. Amazing work. 20 years have gone. I was supposed to be at the towers that morning. I had the Boomer Esiason helmets for the Long Island, New York City. Really? And he wanted them back. And I don't know, Boomer was doing Monday night football and he told his staff that I think was on the 101st floor at the Towers, I want you to listen to the game tonight so you can come in at 10 o'clock. I still have a sticky up in my attic that says World Trade Center, 9.30 a.m. Crazy. Unbelievable. Absolutely nuts. I just hope on this day that college and high school football honor the national anthem. We have lost the honor in this country for the red, white, and blue. There should be no one in college or high school football that takes a knee today. 20 years after, if you have a problem, save it. Save it for another day, not today. Stand up straight, honor the flag, respect the flag, and be proud to be an American who has the opportunity to play the great sport of football, either on the high school or college level. So I just wanted to get that in. And as I said, if you have not been outside today, once you step outside, your mind will instantly, because that weather day 20 years ago was a beautiful day. I got in the car this morning, left Floral Park. As I walked out the steps, headed to the car, it was weird. I got this shiver that came through my body that said, wow, this was 20 years ago weather-wise. May God bless America. May God bless all the families who were affected by that terrible tragedy 20 years ago. And my God. And may God bless Tommy Lyons. Get better, buddy. Get better, pal. You can beat it. I know you will. You just keep dancing. Well, what happened 20 years ago, sports was a great healer that day. And I'll tell you what, you and I, last Saturday, last Sunday night, we were pretty jacked up because all these clowns, now I'm back into it, all <laughs> these clowns around the country who says Jack Cohn from Sayville High School <laughs> is a... Uh, manager of a football game, uh, Greg McElroy. Manage that, baby. Yeah, manage yeah. that, Greg McElroy, <laughs> in the third quarter. Oh, maybe he's not a game manager. What is wrong with these people, Matt? Jack Cohn sets all types of records, leaves Wisconsin. How do you think the Wisconsin fans felt at about midnight last Sunday night when Graham Mertz just blew the game against Penn State and you let Jack Cohn go to Notre Dame? Just really happy for Jack and his family. Uh, just couldn't be more proud uh, to be a part of his journey, too, as well. Um, and the fact that he was able to just shine like that on a national stage uh, against a team that was honestly more talented than Notre Dame. 
And he is Florida the State's a lot better than they've been. You uh, can they're, see it. They're definitely more talented, right? They're faster, right? They were a little bit more physical to the punch. Jack Cohen is by far, you know, hey, he's top three best player on their team, uh, hands down, after game one. And they should have just kept the ball in his hands the entire game. The reason they got a little lackadaisical with their lead and they let Florida State just kind of crawl back into it. Jack, you know, it didn't even have to go into overtime. Jack made two unbelievable throws before the end of the game, um, one of them obviously being dropped by Myers and a big uh, crucial drop down there in the middle. But, you know, just fantastic game by him. Uh, almost flawless. Oh, it truly was. Yeah. I mean, the interception, if Myers makes the catch, they kick the field goal, they get they get out of there. So They're the interception, there. I mean, yeah. at four drops was just, I mean, 26 of 35, three certain – 66, four touchdowns, the interception. Realistically, he could have been 30 for 34 for about 400. And so, really just looking exactly where he needed to look. There was really no – I'm sure there's one or two plays that we didn't see, you know, from the TV copy. But, man, just like eyes and reads, sharp, uh, decisive, and throwing the ball with confidence. I love what they did, and I text you and your dad during the game. I love what Tommy Reese, the offensive coordinator, did because you know Florida State thought Notre Dame was going to come out and run in the football. Attack, right. attack, attack, over the top, 41 yards to Myers, boom, and off they go. What I didn't like is what Brian Kelly and the defensive coordinator, four minutes left in the third quarter, up 18, decide let's play you know, prevent defense, and that's why Jack was hardly on the field in the fourth quarter. Right. And three-man rushes, I, I don't know, especially at that uh, at the college level, three-man rush, I don't really even know what you're trying to accomplish with that. You're giving the quarterback all day to sit back there and make plays with his feet or throw. Uh, so something they have to sharpen up going forward. Well, this show, uh, obviously talking about Jack Cohn gets us excited. This is the part of the show, though, where I think we'll take a dip. I don't know why I'm doing this. I've done it before. I've never learned by my mistakes. Joining us now is the RAF. The, the quote-unquote producer from News 12 out there on Long Island. He, I put him on TV 11 years ago, and he hasn't left me. He just continues to hang around. And, Raf, are you there? I'm here, but can you please refer to me as Coach Raf? Coach Raf. Coach so okay, this guy's a clown. The Coach Raf. Have you ever met him? <laughs> no, I have not. Consider yourself lucky. Here's the thing. <laughs> he calls me. I have to give him credit. He yeah. calls me on Monday. And he goes, do you know that Long Island had four quarterbacks play in Division One games? I'm like, I, Raph, I don't see it. All right, Wizard, so yeah. take us through. And when I called Sims and I said, you, you called with that info, he's like, bring them on right away. Let's celebrate the quarterbacks from the area. We don't care where they're from, but if they're doing great things on the next level, so fire away. Give me, we know Jack, so who else? All right, so then, of course, you got Xavier Arline, the great shore and Wayne River product who's now Navy starter, uh, Dan Valarin. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Can you give some, let, what did he do in the game? Uh, he didn't pass much of some, obviously. They he was two of three for Navy. 26 yards. Yeah. How did he do running the ball? Uh, he, he had a rushing touchdown. How many yards did he run yards. for? About 60 yards. 78. They lost 49-7, but he was going to go to college to play lacrosse, right? He was going to go to uh, similar to, to Jack Cohn, was going to play lacrosse, but uh, got a lot of hype because he had a great career at, at Shormwood River and uh, went to went to Navy and was pretty good. All right. What else, Raph? Uh, Dan Valari in Michigan, he's their third-string quarterback, but he got in the game and he had three rushes for 11 yards. There you the go. Performance. Not the greatest performance, but... Hold, hold on now. Now, here's yet. the thing. Raph, did you know yeah. that Phil, Matt's dad, 
did, right, Matt? Worked out Dan yes. Valeri from yeah, Plain Yeah, he has worked out with him a few times. Absolutely. It's going to be interesting because when I first saw Dan, he's a major college athlete. I still don't know if he's a major college quarterback. Do you have any assessment yet on him? Or well, he's it- a tremendous athlete, and at, at the college level, you can be a tremendous athlete and not necessarily be like a uh, Jack Cohen type of drop-back quarterback and still have success. So he's a player that obviously can make plays at the next level. He probably won't get in tonight because Michigan is home to Washington at 8 p.m. Now, the next one is a stretch because he said Division I, but the way he prefaced it, I let the raft go with it. Go, buddy. Matt Sluka leads Holy Cross to the upset. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't throw upset in there. Right now, UConn, if they played Division I AA football, would be middle of the pack. Stop it. But the bottom, but but UConn doesn't play Division One AA football. But it's not an upset. It's, is it no, an upset, I, Matt? It it's still an upset. I'm 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 with Raph on this one. Oh, boy. I mean, come on, Sorry, Mike, Michael. A new coach. I mean, that, that, <laughs> you're an FCS school and you go in and you, you beat UConn. The, the kid goes. The kid from Kellenberg goes in there, throws for two touchdowns, runs for another one, which is what we saw him do basically every week at Kellenberg. That that that's that's an upset. But regardless, absolutely for what Matt Luka did. That's pretty awesome. Well, Raph, you know, we're flying around the tri-state today. It's probably the first time we've ever opened the high school football report, breaking down quarterbacks from Long Island. I appreciate it. I got to be honest. And I hope this isn't recorded, but I never would have known that if it wasn't for you. And that pains me to say that. Yeah, you know, I, I help out once in a while. I know my stuff. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm my- glad you brought me on. I'm glad you brought me on, but I do have to go because I said I'm coach Raph now. Oh, this guy's I a coach I have to coach now. my son's five-year-old soccer game, uh, soccer team in a little while. First day oh. as a coach, so. Oh, Max, good I'm luck. Crazy. I switched <laughs> you in and I got to run. All right, see you, buddy. Thanks, Raph. See you, Coach Raph. Yeah, yeah, Coach Raph. Oh, my God, that's scary. His son, Max, good athlete. I don't know. I'm just saying it. <laughs> um, here's the thing about UConn football, all right? If UConn football can somehow figure it sounds like the uh, – that that whatever that conference they're in the AAC that they used to be in it sounds right. like that's going to break up if UConn can get into a conference you know who they should go after and go after hard who is it let's go Nunzio Campanelli if you're Nunzio do you take that job if it's a conference I do the Rutgers assistant coach he was the interim what's head the coach level to... of conference that you're saying well I think you're going to get Temple you'll probably get Navy maybe you can somehow swing Army out of the independent to come in there okay UMass I right. mean is it a great conference no but anybody who would take the UConn job if it's not affiliated with a conference it's a dead-end job you'll never coach again even if you're successful and get them to four wins in your fourth year where are you going to go what AD is going to hire you if you were uh, let's say eight and 32 you could be a great coach, but nobody's going to hire you in this day and age. Of- and just with the dynamic of just college sports in general, and I, with all the, the switches with the conferences, I, I think some of these other teams really have to be very conscious of who they're hiring and where their program is going. Uh, because here in the future, some of these teams might be on the outs, and it's going to be hard for them to actually make money for their program, for their school going forward. All right, Mon, give me a little of that Rutgers music today. High noon, up at the Dome, Rutgers, 61, was it 14 against Temple? A couple of our guys, Johnny Langan. Johnny Langan played great. Kyle Manungai, who we've had on the show, played great. I'm going to tell you this Matt right Alamo now. Matt had a few catches. He did. I'm so going it was to good that the Joe's. Big North, heavy contributors, you know, for, for Rutgers, and that was exciting. Sims, you're into it today. Uh, I'm always into it, Coach. No notes. Everybody knows he's got no notes. He's just doing it off the top of there his head. There is a notebook but... right in front of me. Oh, I didn't I mean, see yeah, that. Unbelievable. Oh, oh that's there. It's, yeah. Um... <laughs> 
it, it's, guy can't see. It, right. It's a very, it's a must-win game for Rutgers today. Agree. They have to win this game. So they played well last week, and uh, we'll see. They're up there in Syracuse. They have those beautiful new uniforms to commemorate 9/11. The helmets with the names and the numbers of all the Rutgers alums that yeah. were lost 20 years ago. Yeah, so special, special day. Now, Sims, I came in here this morning, and I've been saying to you. I have a story to tell. Yeah, let's go. Let's no, no, no. Go. I'm going to say it after oh, the break. It's a tease, Sims. It's radio. I'm teasing it. I know. It's I told me. Fooch this story yesterday. I told Jackie. They think it's great. What I'm about to tell, I know Brian Neville, the Tottenville coach, is out there. <laughs> He's dying to hear my side of it. I have never seen this happen in 35 years. The story that I will tell when we come back is 100% factual. It is 100% true. It is 100%. Unbelievable. The high school football hour is presented by the New York Jets and fueled by Gatorade. Right back with this wild story. This is the Jets high school football hour fueled by Gatorade. Now here's Mike Quick and Matt Sims. The Jets high school player of the week fueled by Gatorade is given out each week. And the player will receive a $1,000 donation from the Jets and Gatorade in their name to support their high school football. This week's recipient, we go down to the shore. Dante Venieri, six foot, 190-pound junior linebacker for Donovan Catholic in the 54-14 win against Stepanak in the Rumble on the Raritan. This guy making his first varsity start, Sims. Unbelievable. He was great on the specialty team unit last year. But first varsity start, made seven tackles. Pretty good, right? Hell yeah, it was. Had an interception return for a touchdown down in the first quarter. Pretty good, right? It's a great day, coach. Had another one for 99 yards, school record. You get two defensive touchdowns in a game, you're going to be mine and the Jets Tri-State player of the and week. And the Sims complete QB MVP as well. I yes, heard he was right. it was he I oh, heard he right. wasn't. He was not. Yes, and that's why I have to talk to my boy over there. Yeah, so it's okay. We'll I take heard. care of it. Yes. So not yeah. the Sims complete QB. No, sorry. We'll send him but another the award. Jets player of the week. Right. That's why I have to get involved more, Sims. Uh, uh, you're right. You're right. This is what happens. Way to go, Dante. We'll talk about what happened to them last night, though. Rumson, very good team. Played Donovan Catholic last night. Oh, boy. Here we go. Jets Coach of the Week brought to you by Lantech. Coaches in Lantech <laughs> are building champions from the ground up. Clifton High School's Ralph Sinque. Man, he graduated from Clifton in 93. Played running back. You know, for the Mustangs. Named the head coach in 2015. Last week, took his boys up north. Beat Cicero North Syracuse 32-13 to to go to 1-0. Last night, Sims, they beat the Comets of Hackensack 27-7. Donovan Swayze, 80-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. Also had an interception return for a touchdown. So I'm going to tell this story now, but if you want to get involved in the show, give us a call, 1-800-919-3776. one 800 919 3776. So yesterday, 3.30 start over there at Sid Luckman Field, McDonald Avenue in Brooklyn. Rematch of the 2019 PSAL New York City Championship. Kind of a messy game. I thought the hay was in the barn right away. Instantly, Erasmus Hall, two possessions up 12-0. I'm thinking it's going to be running time. But never count out a pirate from Tottenville. From the way (laughs) Jimmy Munson coached him and then he handed the program to Brian Neville... They start coming back. And I'll say this as I go on. 
Erasmus Hall has Division One players everywhere. Moses Walker, linebacker, going to Rutgers. Sims, he looks like he can play right now. First half, didn't like what I saw. Wasn't involved enough. Second half, he got more involved. But, I mean, a body that looks like he's a Division One college player right now. He will have a great career. But I do this every once in a while. I call out the Erasmus Hall players. Moses, you got to play for the full 48, not just 12 or 24. Let's get into it. My favorite player in the game yesterday was Louis Spezia. Five, number five on Tottenville, senior wide receiver, had an 87-yard kickoff return, second week in a row, receiver, bunch of catches. Let's put it this way. Erasmus Hall's got dudes. Dudes. And on that kickoff return, Spezio was running away from those dudes. But let's get to the end of the game, <laughs> Here we go. All right, minute and a half left. Okay? Erasmus Hall, first and goal from the 10. Six yards first down, three yards second down. Stop them, Tottenville does, on third down. Stop them again on fourth down. So Tottenville has the ball now. Minute 33 left on their own one. In the shadow of their own end zones. Lead, they're up now, 21-18. First down, hard count. Erasmus Hall jumps off sides. Five yards, so now really it's like first and five from the five-and-a-half yard line. Next play, they run it. Tackle, no game. Next play, they run it. Tackle for a four-yard loss. All those crazy Erasmus Hall fans, I'm standing right there near the parking lot, going nuts. It's a safety. It's a safety. So there was a little talk about it, and then all of a sudden, Brian Neville's on the field, the Tottenville coach. And I didn't know he was on the field till I heard him. Now, Jimmy Munson could yell with the best of them when he was at Tottenville. Jimmy Munson sounds like an altar boy compared to Neville yesterday, <laughs> and Brian Neville had every right to be yelling. Sims, this is true. What happens? All of a sudden... First down, second down. The yard marker, the down marker, says fourth down. Neville loses his mind. And I'm like, wait a minute. It's not fourth down. Run, run. It's third down. He's like, it is third down. He's Now, I'm giving you the clean version. Uh-huh. It is third down. <laughs> third down, right? So the, the officials come together. And by the way, PSAL, you need five guys on a game, not four. Change it. Pay him the extra 120 bucks. Mm. All right? So now he goes... He goes back because it looks like they're going to make it third down again. Okay? They move, they make it fourth down again. He comes out with his statistician and his assistant coaches. They're pointing on the scorecard. You know, like the stats. Like, it's right here. It's right here. Now, I'm standing in the end zone. I got my big Nick Saban, you know, like hat on. I got my Rutgers uh, golf shirt on. So, I had told Neville I was coming to the game. I didn't get a chance to see him before the game. He now looks up and sees me in the end zone. And he yells to me, hey, quick, what down is it? (laughs) And I put up three fingers, and he starts yelling at the official, if Mike Quick knows it's third down, it has to be third down. The officials come together. They think about it. They're like, nope, fourth down. And Neville's still screaming, Mike, it's third. Coach, it's third down. Now, I'm in front of all the Erasmus fans. They're screaming at me. I'm like, guys, it's third down, right? So now Tottenville set the punt. On, four, on third down, but they're set to punt. They're saying it's fourth down. The ref now is going to stand behind the punter. This is where this story gets bizarre. The ref stands behind the punter. I am standing right there. I am three yards behind the punter. The ref says to me, goes, Whew. Now, I don't know if he thinks I'm a Rutgers coach, if he remembers from the old days of the shows. He goes, well, at least we got that right. I'm like, no, you didn't. I said, it's third down. He goes, what? I said, it's third down. He goes, you're kidding. He goes, I got to ch- stop the game. I'm like, no, 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 don't stop the game because of me. He goes, I have to. <laughs> Blows the whistle, meets with the officials, and then changes it to third down. 
Sims, I've never, forget going to replay, they went to quick. They changed it to third down. You can't make it up. Neville is losing his mind. And I mean, the refs have the rubber band over the finger that tells them the down. Uh, so who, was anybody paying attention to the game? And also too, in this day and age, we have iPads as well, where we can actually go back to the recording, the video recording of it to check how many plays were run? You can't use replay in high school, though. I understand, but oh, in but this situation, oh, yeah. well, first you of know, all, somebody can, just well, the chain gang was a disaster. Well, I mean, they're going too, one way, that too. downs yeah. or change it. So now, so they end up punting. Neville does a great job. He takes the safety. Okay, so he takes the safety. Twenty-one twenty. They punt. Short kick. Uh, they kick. Short kick. And then, with thirty-three seconds left, you you can't make it up. Vinny Cayeno, the quarterback, played pretty well early, then got his groove on when he had to at the end. 34 yards to Eli Riddick, and then Vin runs in for the two-point conversion. They win it 28-21. Aiden Schnell, number seven on Tottenville. I love this kid. Didn't play last year, messed up his knee. He's tough. When it, By the way, Sims, what, during that whole thing with the down, it was a 10-minute delay. The final minute and 30 seconds of the game took 25 minutes. Sounds like a basketball game. But Schnell's a tough guy. He's yelling at all those Erasmus fans. I talked to Munson <laughs> last night. He goes, hey, that Schnell family, they're tough. They're not going to back down from anybody. <laughs> the most bizarre thing. They changed it because I said it was third down. And I was like, no, 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 no. You, you can't make it up. Only The wizard using his powers again. Only in the PSAL. All right, here we go, Monty. We're going to rip around the Tri-State Sims. Jump in at any moment because I'm going to go 1,000 miles an hour. Down the shore last night, you saw Rumson as part of the Rumble on the Raritan last weekend. They shut out Donovan Catholic 14-0. Second consecutive week because they shut out Wall last week. D.C. held to just 37 yards rushing, 79 passing. Is Rumson for real? Obviously, they are because Donovan Catholic is a pretty damn solid good team. So, uh, very shocking loss for them. Stay down the shore. Congratulations to longtime coach Lou Versillo, Lacey High School. They beat Big Township last night, 28-14. Versillo came there when they opened the doors at Lacey High in 1981. Last night, becomes only the second coach in shore conference history to record his 300th win. Now, 300-142-1. Came over from Red Bank Catholic. I don't know if you remember... Um, Oh, boy, just drew a blank. Played at Lacey, went to Princeton. Then he played for the Giants, running back. How did I forget his name? I'll get it. Don't worry about it. We still have time. Okay, in Middlesex County, Woodbridge goes to 3-0, 42. I had it. Uh, ah, never mind. Woodbridge goes, beats Sayerville, 42-28. They trailed 12-0. Uh, Isaiah Allen. Seven catches, 196 yards, three touchdowns. The 5'11", 170-pound senior also ran the ball for 78 yards and two scores. And, oh, by the way, from his safety position, had eight tackles. Sims, you're going to like this one. It's Brotherly Keith Elias. Love. Were you at That's Keith right. Elias. Elias. There Elias. you go. Elias. There you go. Who got Better that? Boy. Monty. Monty, Monty, baby. That was it boy. Monty or Ty? Was Elias Monty. was great. Yeah. Tough. Great job, Monty. Yeah, thank you. So that was Lou Versillo's greatest player. Wow, I never thought I'd say this in the same show. Thanks to Raf and thanks to Monty. What a year. Bridgewater Raritan, 49, <laughs> 100 and Central, 14. Sims, you're going to like this. Brady Curdly, the quarterback, 9 of 11, 256 yards, five touchdowns. Also ran for a score. Three of the touchdown passes went to his brother, the junior wide receiver, Colin. 6'3", 185, five catches, buck 72, and three scores. Must have been a hell of a night last night out there in Bridgewater, Raritan. Over to Westchester County, Somers beats Mayapak. Battle of the DiMatteos. Dominic, the head coach of Mayapak, 
Anthony takes over for his legendary father, Tony, one of the best coaches in the history of high school football. He was his dad's assistant for the last 12 years. They get their first win. He gets his first win last night as a varsity coach. 17-14 over his brother. The defense forced three turnovers, had three sacks. Ravi Davis opened up the second half on a 91-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. In Texas last night, Stepanak... Sims fell to 0-2. They lost to All Saints Episcopal 38-28. They did lead that game 14-10 in the second quarter. They're going to like getting back in New York because Mike O'Donnell's guys are now 0-2. Out on Staten Island, Monsignor Farrell 34-20 over LaSalle Academy from Rhode Island. They didn't play last week, Monsignor Farrell. The COVID hit them, had to shut it down, did a lot of virtual stuff, and they were ready to go, especially senior Aaron Espinette, three-year starter, linebacker, running back, 6-1, 205, two sacks, forced fumble, tackle for a loss, and two touchdowns. And oh boy, more Catholic is just dying to get on that red field that Lantech put in for him back there in April. Just dying. First week, coveted out against Monsignor Farrell. This weekend, coveted out against Western Wayne, Pennsylvania. So they're just dying to get on that new field. And they just haven't had that opportunity yet. So uh, wild, the the Tottenville story, I've never seen anything like it. Have you ever seen in a high school football game somebody go to, and I don't even know if he knew who I was. I think he thought I was a Rutgers coach to change the down. Well, I've never seen a ref actually listen to anybody, you know, other than the other refs. Uh, but I have seen them waste a lot of people's time by not being decisive or actually being locked into the game. So that's that's actually very common in high school refereeing right now. This is the Jets High School Football Hour, fueled by Gatorade. Now here's Mike Quick and Matt Sims. Jets, of course, are in Carolina tomorrow to take on... The Panthers. My man Marty Lyons <laughs> isn't right. going down there, though. He's calling it from up here. Good luck, Sam Darnold. Exactly. Hope, hope he plays well tomorrow. It's going to be a fun game. Yeah. Uh, Spectrum Mobile is the most reliable service coast-to-coast. Nationwide 5G is included with every plan and the fastest overall speed. Switch, and you could save up to 40%. Visit SpectrumMobile.com today. All right, Sims. Again, 1-800-919-3776. A little recap. Let's quickly go through Rumble on the Raritan. You were at the Don Bosco-Iona prep game. A lot of people told me Bosco won it 21-7, but there's a lot of people who thought Iona Prep kind of gave that game away. First half, Iona Prep was definitely the more dominant physical team, uh, and Don Bosco was just in more game shape as the game wore on. You could see Iona had that first game weariness. Well, it's because the problem, because the New York Catholic League doesn't Agreed. let them start early. Same start them early, with hard the, art. The same situation with DePaul Cardinal Hayes later in that evening. Uh, just as the game continued to wear on, the, the New York schools were not in game shape ready. They've only had you know two weeks, essentially, of practice and pads, whereas the New Jersey schools have been practicing since July. And uh, that advantage obviously took place for them both on that same day. Nick Minacucci, the Bosco junior quarterback, 9 of 19, 183 yards, ran for a touchdown. How did he play? Extremely tough. Um, really willed his team to the victory. Just really proud of him, too. He's a Sims complete guy as well. And it was tough for me to watch as well with a Johnny Shepard on the other side, on the sideline, another Sims complete QB that played phenomenal, took a lot of big hits, stood in the pocket tough. I mean, both guys really just uh, they, they played their tails off. 
I will be picking the Bosco Seton Hall prep game later in the show. Iona Prep hosts Bishop Hendrickton from Rhode Island this afternoon. Cardinal Hayes this afternoon hosts St. John's Prep, who Bosco lost to Man. in week one. DePaul is loaded, Sims. I, I don't even really know. You know, I, I don't think Cardinal Hayes really should be even playing in this game. I think this is like totally out of their class, really, for this week. Because of line play? Uh, just everything. Okay. I think St. John's. Not John's, the quarterback. No, not the quarterback. The Henry Bielen is, you know, he's potentially an NFL quarterback. He really is. He has that talent and that ability. Sims, um, how about those throws he made in the fourth quarter? Last? He, like, he had oh, no ridiculous. time to throw the whole ridiculous. day. He made yeah. throws. There's guys on Sundays who don't make. Yeah, I mean, Quire was all over him. He's uh, terrific, I mean, by the way. hustled. And, and unbelievable how many tackles he made away from the line of scrimmage for a defensive end. I mean, the fact that he is hustling 15 yards down the field and tackling running backs is beyond impressive. Sims, you know what? He's going to Syracuse right now. You know what I would love to see happen for Quire Price, 6'3", 250? I would love to see somebody drop off the rut board. That kid is dying to go to Rutgers. I think he would be a great fit for Shiano and that Scarlet Knight Yeah, team. that would be exciting for sure, especially for the area. Uh, we got to show a couple shout-outs from the game. Anthony Almeida, uh, the, the running back, so tough. Three little swing passes from A.J. Rodriguez, the quarterback, three touchdowns. A.J. Rodriguez, look, it doesn't always look pretty 174 yards, four touchdowns. You can tell he was a baseball player the way he releases the ball. But he's a tough kid. Tough he's kid. being really coached well by, by Nicky Campanelli in that offense. They give him a lot of easy throws to get him into the game, to get him really just like juiced up. As the game went on, he kept playing better and better. And this kid's going to have a really solid year. I mean, he's coached extremely well by Nicky and those guys. That offense is extremely exciting to watch and is going to be difficult for St. Joe's to defend today. And congratulations to Nick Campanelli, his first ever varsity win as a head coach. We have to mention there's a whole bunch of studs. And in Tyler that game. Brown, who was the MVP of the game, too, as well. Very good. Yes. Yeah. Runs agent, around. Agent zero. Yes. Runs Kicks around. Kicks extra points. Yeah. Does the kickoff. So yeah. one of those uh, just Swiss Army knife guys. I will be picking that game later in the show as they go to the new field, Tony Carsich Field, that Landtech, Anthony Guzmano and his crew got finished on Wednesday. So everybody's happy up there. I do want to mention for Cardinal Hayes, number two, Rex Roman, the senior. Sims, they list him at 5'6", 160 pounds, 150 pounds. There's not a shot. That kid <laughs> is what high school football. He was all over the field, both sides of the ball. I think CJ said it best, too, after the game when me and Nikki were all talking together. He just said if we had a few more weeks of practice or another week of practice, it would have been a better game. The exciting thing about those two guys is that they both love ball, and they're both like, hey, let's line it up again next year. This was fun. I love it. Monty, music change. Here we go. Quick slant <laughs> with Sims. All right, Dean DeNoble, Morris. Catholic. They play today at Madison. Lafayette-bound quarterback. We're going to break your guys down every week. Jack Grusser, Ramapo, another huge night last night. They go to 2-0, beat Pascac Valley, 40-13, five touchdown passes. What do you like about the junior? I mean, Jack, just ex extremely excited for him that, you know, finally he's able to play and play at an extremely high level. You know, again, this is a guy that transferred from Bergen because of Steve Angeli being there. He found his opportunity at Rampo being coached by Drew Gibbs, a phenomenal high school coach, Great a coach. very underrated coach in 100%, the area. Absolutely. And uh, hey, he's got him firing on all cylinders. Jack Russer, I'm just telling you, go out there and see this guy play. This guy is a Division One talent and he is going to become a Division One quarterback. Big Red's a stud. Touchdown Big Red, passes. The Red Rifle. The Red Rifle. I like yeah, that, Sims. That's right. I like it's that. my nickname for him. Touchdowns of 8, 52, 59, 45, and 10 last night. I do not care about St. Peter's Prep's first three games. They beat some team <laughs> last night from Pennsylvania, Northeast, 34-0. They've now outscored their opponents 144-8. to Haven't played anybody. Well, again, they're... 
taking care of business. You can't get mad at them for doing their job against them. Oh, I them. can. Yeah, I, I understand. I, I get it. I don't mind it, though. At least they're in a groove and they're they're feeling a certain type of way about themselves. We'll see what happens when they get punched in the mouth, as Coach Stoll would say. Well, I will be at their game next week, which I still can't believe it's scheduled for Saturday. I have to call the old ball coach, <laughs> Rich right. Hansen, to see. Uh, last night, Champ Long, 19-31, 153, three touchdowns. He's the junior headed to Maryland. Enzo Arjona. Correct. Northern Highlands. He did it again last night. Four more touchdown passes. You saw him beat Sayreville in the Rumble. Mike Miller, a lot of people talked about the Sayreville quarterback. Yeah, right. What about Enzo? Enzo, extremely tough quarterback. Really, the whole team revolves around him, just like Jack uh, Jack Russer, just like Dean DeNoble. I mean, the team goes where these guys go. And uh, Enzo, you know, he's playing great football. We'll see what happens when Northern Highlands and Rampo meet here soon. I need you to start breaking down some tape. I told you last week about Alex Brown from Red Bank Catholic. Last night, they were down against Wall, 16-7, entering the fourth quarter. And he throws the game-winning touchdown pass to Alex Bowman, 34 yards out. Alex, big brother, is one of the tight ends out there in South Bend for Jack Cohn. 123 left in the game. The 6'3", 200-pounder bound for Bucknell was 12 of 18, 168 yards and three scores. What do you like about Nino over there at Woodridge High School? They rolled again last night, and you saw him in the Rumble. Uh, Nino, he's he's awesome. He's a great player. He's a baseball player, too. He's also a uh, two-sport varsity athlete. Uh, you know, again, he's one of those players where he goes, the team goes as well. Um, you know, Joe Catrona, the head coach there in his first season, got a big win last week versus North Arlington. But Nino, uh, just an extremely talented football player. He'll throw for 150. He'll rush for 150. He's one of those guys where he's a double-edged sword. No matter what you do, he's going to beat you. I'm going to give it a shot. Aya Cavino. I Cavino. I Cavino. I yeah. was close. It's close. Yeah. I was close. I, I'm not. You know, I'm not even really sure if I'm pronouncing it properly. I think I am. That's okay. So. He got an ESPN I just call Nino La Cavino. That's yeah. it, man. <laughs> and here's a guy that I think I have you interested in now. Reading some stuff. Watch some tape this morning. I come in here to the show. I said, Sims, what do you know about the Rutherford quarterback? You did a little of investigating. Van Weber, 6'2", 155-pound junior. They rolled last night over Glenrock. You like him based on what you saw. And this is what I'm going to say to Van Weber. If you're listening, if your family listening. Whoever knows Van Weber, you need to reach out to Sims Complete Quarterback because you like what you've seen on tape, and there's an upside. Yeah, I definitely thought he was extremely talented in the film that I saw against Glen Rock. Uh, tall, long-armed, right? Can really whip the ball around. Natural thrower. Uh, so, yeah, I, I was very excited with what I saw, and I look forward to, to watching more throughout the season of him. Okay, and last night, uh, I just, I just want to step away from the football for a yeah, second. Okay. There was a big night last night at Archbishop Malloy in Queens. I don't know how much you know the basketball scene, but there was a legendary recruiter by the name of Tom Kinchowski. We lost Tom back on—it killed the music. We lost Tom back on February 8th, 74-year-old. He was the greatest ambassador for high school basketball and kids. He would always find the positive in people. And last night, they celebrated Tom's legacy, the Tom Kinchowski Foundation. It's helped to set up you know, support Malloy scholarships and other things. This is the Jets High School Football Hour, fueled by Gatorade. Now here's Mike Quick and Matt Sims. I just want to get to Bear... Uh, to talk about that special Tom Kinchowski night last night at the Cathedral in Queens, Archbishop Malloy. Barry, how are you, buddy? 
Hey, Mike, how you doing? Thanks for having me on. Oh, thanks for waiting. Little snafu. That was all my fault. I put in the wrong time. So uh, I mentioned a little bit about it, and you told me last night and this morning, a wonderful night, a lot of people to honor Tom. Tom, I mean, you've known Tom since you played basketball at Holy Cross in Queens before you went off to Fairfield U. First, let's start. What did he mean to you as a person? He was, I think, I think Tom, I have to say, is the most, the kindest, most sincere, most humble person I've ever met in my life. He was that way from when I met him at 16 and, and you know, until we lost him. He was just a, he was a wonderful human being. And, you know, he coached me in summer league two years in high school. And he was great to play for because it was never yelled at you. He was yeah, no. always positive, always positive comments and, and just learning and have fun. He, he, he was great. And last night was great. You know, kudos to the like Joe Dunleavy and Barry Rossin and those those guys and all those guys and gals that put that together. It was a great night. A lot of great people there. Great speakers. You know, Coach Hur- You know, Bob Hurley co- uh, spoke, and um, you know, just a, a great list of uh, Steve, his, his brother, um, Pete Gillen, and then we had Coach Shashevsky on it on video at the end. So it was a great night. It was just a lot of fun and. Um, it, 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 Tom, Tom's legacy will live on for a long time because of the scholarship program for the needy kids. And, uh, you know, it was just, it, it, I, I miss him. I miss him now. I know you do. And I, I, a lot of other people were a lot closer to him maybe than I, I, than I was, but I think everybody that he met, he touched. And no matter if it was just for five minutes or you knew him for 40, 50 years, he, he, he just, uh, everybody will remember him just because of the way he, looked you in the eye and shook your hand and I was just and, gonna um, I was just gonna say that to you Barry when my son Brian met him I think Brian it was like 2008 it was Rice was playing in the city final and I introduced Tom mm-hmm. to Brian and Brian was a young guy and after Tom walked away he's like dad nobody has ever held my hand and squeezed it for that long what's up with that I was like Bri that's Tom how much last night because we have to move on because obviously people around the tri-state Barry really care about my picks yeah right uh the handshake how much was the handshake spoken about last night out there at Malloy buddy everybody spoke about it some people I think uh master ceremonies was uh you know uh Ray Nash and he said I I think it was him or Pete Gillen said I could drive around the corner three times and he'd still be shaking someone's hand, the same hand, you know? So, uh, you know, he just would hold it. He'd look you in the eye and you knew whatever he said was sincere because he meant what he said. And he was, um, he he did that to my son too. My son, Kevin, you know, remembered him, you know, just because he met him, you know, up at Fairfield at a game one time. And he said, daddy, he looked me and he really cared. He did talk to me. He really, he really cared about me, and he asked me like all these questions about what I was doing in my life, and that's what he was with every single person he met. No and doubt, so, and never and never forgot anybody he met. Bear, I'm glad we got you on. I know it's a football show, but Tom Kinchowski means so much to so many. We had to give him. Uh, uh, his just because the funeral was private last night was open. I wish I could have been there, but I was at that wild Erasmus Tottenville game. So, Barry. Gunderson, yeah. we thank you so much, and I will talk to you soon, my friend. Yep. All right, Mike. Thanks, and uh, have a good day. Thank you. You too, bud. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind. Woo! How'd I do? Well, last week I went 5-0. and Sims, of course, gutless, doesn't pick the Bosco game, goes 3-1, and, and I rate St. Joe's community 
people upset with I you. I like Phillips. Jimmy Frank. Cavallo calls me last <laughs> night upset with Sims. I also see you Look, got in. An- I made Jimmy retire with his St. Peter's <laughs> over Bosco pick my senior year. Hey, Jimmy, how's retirement? All right, forty-one nothing. No. By the way, I saw you arguing with somebody on Twitter from St. Peter's Prep. Sims, oh, yeah. what happens when yeah. you leave here? Well, he said something about like my, uh, you know, I was immature or something like that. Listen, all right, you know, you started it, I finished it. Sorry, brother. Okay, here we go, Sims. Where are my hey, glasses? All I'm right. very happy that I can motivate St. Joe's. I'll do it for you every week if I need to. <laughs> I might pick DePaul today. All right, All right. So well, good here luck, you Joe's. go. DePaul, St. Joe's, 1 o'clock, the new Tony Carsage Field. It's beautiful. Lantech, the whole thing. Who do you like? Let's go, DePaul. Let's get this dub. I really like DePaul. I think their defense is going to be too tough for the Green Knights. You can't pick the Bosco game because you're alum and you show no credibility there. I like (laughs) Seton Hall prep. Today it's real, though, for Coach Fitz and the guys. The first two games, Pope John, Union City, uh uh-uh. Jalen Craig, Miles Thomason. Jaden Craig. Jaden Craig. There you go. Good quarterback. You know a lot about him. I'm taking Seton Hall prep, which would set up a big one next week against St. Peter's prep. St. Anthony's, Del Barton, out in Morristown today. Del Barton, 6-0 last year. Coach Bowers lost 25 of those seniors. But a good team doing what they need to do off to a 1-0 start. This is St. Anthony's first game. Who do you like? Del Barton. First game jitters again. I think in the second half, St. Anthony's will not be in game shape and be able to hang in there for four quarters. Well, Sims, that's why you don't sit in the big seat. I like the Friars from South Huntington (laughs) making the trip. The last time they played two years ago, they beat them. Dante Torres, the quarterback, 6'3", junior, once he decides to focus, I think he has a really good shot. They have good skill kids. I like the Friars to beat Del Barton today. So, Sims, lasting memories of this show today. Oh, is this my, my time to talk? Yes. Uh, honestly, I just think just uh, today, just a, a big day for our country. Um, and obviously just a, a very uh, heavy memory in my head as a young man uh, being in seventh grade with 9-11, you know, just on the backdrop. Um, I still remember going down 208 uh, two days after, um, you know, just – just before that that weekend, you're driving down 208, and right before you get to Golfer Road, you can see the towers from from the highway. And just two days after going down that and seeing that, uh, the lights instead of the towers, uh, as a young man, you know, really grew up fast. This is the Jets High School Football Hour, fueled by Gatorade. Now here's Mike Quick and Matt Sims.